Welcome to See Uncovered, a place where you'll find the stories of proven entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ashley Henschel. Welcome to CEO Uncovered. Today joining me is Jonah Pialco, CEO of Brachiology. Thank you for coming on. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I want to learn a little bit about yourself and the company. Let's start with your background. Tell us a bit about who you are. Sure. Um, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, uh, studied biz- marketing and information systems at the University of Illinois in the Geese College of Business. I graduated in May 2019, and after that, I worked for a year and a half at the Paragon Marketing Group doing sports marketing. Um, In January 2021, I started working at Foot Locker doing uh, e-commerce and data analytics, and simultaneously, I was brought on to what was at the time Batch Bracket, which was a fantasy gaming platform for the Bachelor franchise. Mm -hmm. I was doing that part-time while I was also working on Foot Locker. And then in October of 2021, I left Foot Locker to become the first full-time employee and CEO of Batch Bracket, which we then rebranded as Bracketology as we expand into becoming the centralized fantasy gaming platform for all fantasy reality TV gaming. How did you get started with the company? Can you get us insight of how you got your feet wet? Totally. Um, It started with my roommate and one of my best friends, David Paulin. He runs a tech startup and met the founders of Batch Bracket at a networking event in 2019. Uh, They kept in touch. And then in 2021, they posted on LinkedIn that they had hit 400,000 unique users to date. And he was like, whoa, this is pretty cool. Maybe I want to get involved. And listening to him talk about it uh, while we were just sitting on the couch at home, I was like, dude, if you get involved, please bring me on. This sounds awesome. Uh, So the founders of Batch Bracket brought David and myself on as partners. uh, And then we brought on a uh, third guy named Caleb uh, in, I think that was July of 2021. What made you want to take that leap into basically starting your own company? Uh, I've always wanted to build a company. Um, I think entrepreneur the entrepreneurial spirit has kind of been in my blood uh, since going through business school. I did not think I would have the opportunity this early, um, but I looked at the opportunity uh, like a little bit of a cost benefit analysis. I have no financial dependence right now. I still have another year on my parents' health insurance. And for me, it was kind of a no brainer either I'm going to get the opportunity to build something that's really meaningful and a platform of connection for reality television fans across the country, or it's going to be great work experience. And I'll learn more working on bracketology um, in these, in these next couple of years uh, than I likely would have in a corporate nine to five job. So for me, I just looked at it as a win-win. So can you give our listeners an insight of really what bracketology is? and what you guys do and how you're out there. Totally. Yeah. So uh, think fantasy football and March Madness, but for reality television. So we started as a bachelor fantasy platform. Uh, We offered four different game types 
One of them was a first impression league where you watch the first episode and then you make all your picks of who you think will receive a rose at each rose ceremony all the way down to the finals, just like you would do for a March Madness bracket. Make your picks once and your picks lock. Uh, Then we have a couple weekly game types where you make picks each week about who you think will receive a rose at that week's rose ceremony. Um, And then finally, the most popular and kind of what put Batch Bracket on the map was the advanced game type, which is more like fantasy football. So you choose a team of four to six contestants each week. And depending on what these contestants do and say during the episode, that's how your team gains or loses points. For example, if your contestant says the word connection or they kiss the lead or they go on a horseback riding date, those are all ways to earn positive points. If they start a physical altercation or they get bleeped out on TV, those are negative points. Um, and that game type uh, is, is replicable through every show that we are looking to expand into. So the plan is to really use our Bachelor Fantasy platform as kind of the model and spin that out and just reskin it for each show that we expand into. We just launched Big Brother. Uh, The premiere was yesterday and we'll be in Survivor, The Voice, America's Got Talent uh, and some other shows this fall and into 2023. Can you make a bracket with your friends or is it with everyone who's joining Bracketology? Yeah, you can do both. So we have public and private leagues, just like fantasy football. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you can invite your friends, your family, your coworkers, and compete against them in one specific league. You can join the official batch bracket or the official bracketology league and compete against uh, people site wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have some sponsored leagues on there where you can join those. And if you, you can win some prizes for coming uh, in the top percentage of, of people during the season. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just like fantasy football with both. Uh, you can play with your friends or in public. I think it's such a cool idea and I'm honestly shocked it hasn't been done. Have you seen anything out there like it or is this completely original? Yeah, there's definitely some smaller uh, like show specific fantasy platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, our goal is to become the first real like centralized platform that offers mm-hmm. it across multiple shows. Um, we think people are very loyal to their fantasy platforms. For me, I'm a big ESPN guy for all my fantasy sports um, and it, it's just kind of a pain if you need to use four different platforms for four different shows that you want to play fantasy for. Yeah. Um, Facebook is also trying to do something like this with fantasy gaming, but there's no real like emphasis on their fantasy gaming product. Obviously people use Facebook for a million other things. So we really want to hone in on being the best centralized fantasy gaming platform to create those engaging connections and experiences for our users. And down the line, do you see any money coming involved, like how there is fantasy where you could bet on different things and different polls, or is this just kind of like a free base? Um, yes. So it's gonna it's different than sports because most of the shows are pre-recorded. Yeah. So we've got uh, some people that leak spoilers all the time. So we likely won't accept money through our platform. There's no mm-hmm. real plan for that. Uh, people do bet on the side just like they would with a March Madness pool with their friends and they'll Venmo each other. Um, and we get angry emails sometimes if we mess up the scoring because people are like, I'm in a league for tw- with a $20 buy-in and you forgot when Jeff said the word journey at minute 15, give me my points. Uh, so people are very invested. Uh, it's always fun to see those type of, type of emails come in, but there's no real plan to become like a gambling mm-hmm. 
platform for reality TV yeah. at this point. People are very serious about the reality TV. I would not mess with anyone who's a fan. Very much so. <laughs> when you were starting out, what marketing tools did you guys use to get your name out there? Yeah, so this is actually like the, the big kind of kicker of Batch Bracket and the founding team. So Batch Bracket was founded by four women, all who work at a digital marketing agency out in California. Uh, they are Bachelor fans, uh, and they still remain involved, very involved in the day-to-day. -day. Yeah. Uh, one of the initial founders is going to become our COO once we complete our fundraising. But from 2016, when they started, they had 300 users to date, uh, just friends and family, really. And then over five and a half years, they grew from 300 users to 580,000 users to date wow. without spending a dollar on marketing or user acquisition. Wow. They are all digital marketing experts and all the user growth to date has been through uh, their SEO skills and direct search and word of mouth. So uh, we're really excited to, to put some funding behind us, uh, put a little money towards customer acquisition costs, but... Mm -hmm. The real base uh, of our growth is going to remain uh, with organic strategies. Yeah. Um, so excited to capitalize on that as we expand into other shows. Kind of moving to more about you. What does a day-to-day -day look like for Jonah? Great question. It, uh, it definitely varies. When you are the only full-time employee yeah. at a company, uh, you have to wear many hats. Mm -hmm. um, so my day can, it, it really changes on like a lot of the skill that I need to put uh, towards my day-to-day -day is in uh, like time management and prioritization. Um, mm -hmm. But I really could be working on budgeting or reaching out to investors or running a cold sales campaign or writing, literally writing the content for a bachelor email newsletter that we send out and sell sponsorships to or responding to support emails or uploading contestants and content to the website. Um, so it's really, there's, uh, there's no shortage of things that need yeah. to be done around here, um, but it, it makes it really exciting and, and doesn't really feel like work when you're, the, the hours you're putting in are, you're investing in yourself and just getting so many different touch points to uh, different experiences. Um, so it's been a blast. How has the shift been for you from going to a company to starting your own, basically like work-wise, mental-wise? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's definitely pros and cons. There's far more pros, in my opinion, than cons. Um, I guess the, the biggest pro is that being your own boss, you just it comes with so much flexibility. Um, I, and I know that we were speaking about this earlier, but the digital nomad life is, uh, is pretty wonderful. Uh, so one of my best friends moved to South America. I was able to work remotely in Colombia with him for a month. Um, and I get to schedule my own day. Um, yeah. the, the, on the flip side of that, I'm never really off the clock. Um, so there's no real, like taking PTO and logging off for seven days at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the work-life balance is still something that's really important for entrepreneurs to, uh, kind of blend into their day. Um, so I really try to do a good job of like not burning myself out. Uh, if I have a late night, then I'll sleep in until 10 or 11 and then work from 11 to nine or, uh, it's the, the flexibility is really nice. Yeah. Um, so it's important to, to kind of balance your day like that. Has there been like a tool or skill that you feel has contributed to your success? 
organization is definitely one of them. Uh, my, you should, uh, you should see my Google calendar. Sometimes I'll, I'll schedule meals in there if it gets so busy. Um, but yeah, I think staying organized and, and prioritizing what needs to be done, um, has kind of allowed me to be able to tackle all of these, um, like the wide variety of daily tasks that I have. Um, I also think that it helps like when communicating with the team, because we do have like the initial founders uh, and some of my other partners that are part-time. So staying organized and keeping like a solid to-do list and knowing where things are located and not wasting time on kind of just trying to find a document and knowing exactly where it is. uh, Their precious time is uh, better spent actually executing than working towards some of the uh, the more organizational tasks. So I think that's, that's been really helpful for us as a team. Um, and I'm very excited to have some of them come on full-time once we close this fundraising round. And as a CEO, is there like a leadership style you gravitate towards um, managing and delegating? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. So we actually just brought on an intern. Um, he's doing data analytics for us. It's the first time I've really ever managed someone officially. Um, but I'm a firm believer that like you spend most of your time at work. So I'm trying to create like the most enjoyable working experience. I want people to feel ownership over projects that they're doing. I try not to micromanage, um, but like autonomy in someone's work stream is really important for me. And just because again, like I am so busy that I want people to own their projects and always am around for a collaboration. Um, But as our team expands, I think that's going to be something um, that I really value as well as just like workplace flexibility that I give myself. I want to give to whoever works for Bracketology down the road, take a day off here and there, wake up at 11, start your day late, work from wherever you want in the world. Um, I think those are really important. And that's kind of the way that I see uh, like the workplace culture shifting to, and we kind of want to be at the forefront of that uh, as we grow. Are you guys hiring? And if so, what are you looking for in someone? Yeah, we, uh, we will be shortly. Uh, we're in the process right now of kind of raising like a seed bridge round. Um, the first two people that come on are going to be some of the co-founders, um, but we will be looking for a sales representative to kind of focus on some of our mon- uh, monetization strategies um, and do like a full outs- uh, a full sales campaign mm-hmm. um, to bring on some brand partnerships. And then another thing we're going to focus on is content creation. So we'll hire someone full-time to run our socials and run the company TikTok. And, uh, and really just like, we want to be a one-stop shop for all of your reality TV needs. And content creation is something that we are going to look toward focusing on down the road. Um, so that's kind of what our immediate hiring map is. Um, and then also bringing on some people to actually score the episodes, uh, on a, a a part-time basis. So if, if, and when we do launch that and you enjoy watching reality television and want to score, check out Bracketology and, uh, you could get paid to watch some of your favorite reality TV shows. So stay tuned for that. Where do you see bracketology in the next 10 years to come? Where, what is your goal for them? The next 10 years for bracketology, I would like to be the ESPN of reality television. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something that we're really focused on. I guess over the next 18 months, as we expand into these other shows, uh, our goals are really just user acquisition, 
um, and creating as many like meaningful experiences for reality television fans. Um, from there, then we'll look towards strategic partnerships. Um, we've had some exciting calls with some networks uh, and content producers of some of these shows themselves. Um, so I would love to actually integrate bracketology into these shows. And we view ourselves as kind of like uh, being open to the next level of connected television. So working alongside these networks to create shows that are oriented around the television watchers experience and creating that like meaningful engagement, whether that's trivia during the show or something on your phone when we're building an app right now, uh, or we're about to start building an app and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have some fun like mini games during commercials that you could play in our app, uh, that are centered around the show as well. Um, so there's a lot of strategic partnerships down the road that we're, uh, we're looking forward to exploring. I'm a huge reality TV fan. And I saw like during Survivor, these upcoming seasons are trying to bring us in, which I really appreciate, but I don't know where to go. I don't know how to integrate that into the show. And I think that's why what you're doing is so cool is as a viewer, we feel like we're part of it, which is totally cool. Yeah. That, uh, we, I've, and we've seen that kind of becoming a thing that networks have been trying to push as well. And you're right. Like it is really confusing on yeah, having we'll... 15 different platforms that you need yeah. to go to, to feel connected to the show. And ultimately, like if at the end of this, we create something that allows people, it makes it more easy for users to feel more connected to their favorite reality television shows, uh, then we'll, we'll deem this a success. Um, so that's ultimately our main goal. Lastly, I always ask everyone this, if you could give a piece of advice to a high school or college version of yourself, what would you tell him? Ooh, to myself. Great question. Um, I actually, so when, when most people ask me this, I actually feel like I did a pretty good job in high school and college with what I set out to do. So mm -hmm. my advice to myself would be stick on the path that I came into college with, and that mindset was just saying yes to everything and getting involved with as much as I could. Um, I, I think that for me, I had more meaningful experiences in college from uh, an organization standpoint than like a curriculum standpoint. And don't get me wrong, what I learned was super important. But it was really the people I met and the organizations and the work streams and projects that I had ownership of. Um, when I was in college, I helped uh, create and run a sports business conference at Illinois. I helped organize the Relay for Life event at Illinois. Uh, I was in a business fraternity and met some of my best friends and potential future coworkers. Someone that is on the bracketology team that we brought on as a partner was in my business fraternity. So uh, it really is who you know and the experiences that you have in college and just say yes to everything. Um, I signed up for a million things at quad day when all the organizations were out there trying to, to get uh, people to sign up. And I still sometimes get emails from the Illinois trap and skeet shooting club, even though I never attended a meeting. Um, but yeah, just, just say yes, get involved uh, and really make the most of those four years. That that's kind of the advice I'd give myself to, to do all over again. And I wish I had that opportunity to do it again, but I think I did it well the first time. We all do. How was the launch of Big Brother? Like, it was good. It was good. It was uh, definitely interesting for us to uh, score some different rules. We're very used to Bachelor franchise specific things. Um, so getting acclimated to 
kind of big brother speak uh, mm-hmm. and following along with the rules that we created for our advanced league was uh, was definitely challenging, but uh, it's going to be fun. We're, we're excited for uh, to launch the similar type of thing for other shows this fall as well. And for everyone listening, this is a huge time for reality TV during the summer. And I know Bachelor, Jonah probably knows better, it's coming out next week. Yep, Monday. We've got two Monday. bachelorettes on uh, on July 11th, and uh, yeah, we've got some this upcoming fall too. There should be some exciting things as well. Um, but it's a it's a perfect time to grab your friends and create yeah. a reality TV league. Yeah. So I hope everyone does. And Jonah, thank you so much for coming on and teaching us about the cool things about reality TV and emerging us. Thanks for listening to See Uncovered. You can check out more at www.createeveryopportunity.org. Thanks again.